Welcome to We Told Ya Show, you punk bitches. <laughs> She's feeling a little feisty tonight. Again. Man. That's what we do. He stopped giving her the white claw. <laughs> white claw. <laughs> it does it to her every time. That's probably what happened to Tina. Maybe. It's a goddamn chemical imbalance that comes from that stuff. Definitely. You need to be drinking this stuff. What's that stuff? Beer. Burr. From Brew Dog. Mm. Called Hellcat. There's something special about it, Hammer. What is it? Well, they got together with Arn Maiden. Mm. Arn Maiden. Maiden. Yeah. Devil Horns Devil forever. Horns up. Forever. The Brew Mighty Dog Maiden. together. They made a Hellcat. What is it? American India Pale Lager. Mm-hmm. Delicious, though. It is. It's it's knock you on your ass delicious. That's good stuff. It's really, really damn good. Get to the uh, get to the beer store that's got all the good uh, shit and go get you a six-pack of this. You will mm. be glad you did. Citrusy and crisp. And we're into our second one of these for the afternoon as it is each. 12-pack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Getting it on. It's a beautiful... Beautiful weekend. Yes, it is. It's been Friday gorgeous, area. man. The heat is broke. The humidity is broke. It's, it's been nice. beautiful weather, man. I take it all day long. All, <laughs> yeah, all you week do. long. Yeah, you do. Small <laughs> <laughs> <Some> bitch. <laughs> mm. Damn, that hellcat. Good stuff. All right. So what I hear is for this episode... He said, I got something for you, Hammer. Okay. You that's what you told me. I got something for you, Hammer. I'm gonna <clears throat> I do. Give you a good story. I do. Some really cool. It's a little bit different uh in some of the things that we've covered here on We Told You Show, but it totally falls in line with what we're about and what we're into. Um, <laughs> here at We Told You Show, we are big lovers of music. We love music. It's been a huge part of both of our lives, mm -hmm. you know, for forever. We love all kinds of different kinds of music. You got to have music. Yes. Makes I mean, the world go around. Absolutely. It's the one and only thing, I think, that can bring everybody together. I discovered something that is called the Bone Music of Russia. Nice. Yeah. Bone Music. So... This is a tale. It's not like a creepy, spooky bones kind of thing. We'll get to where the bones come from. I want to take you back. <laughs> I mean, just in case anybody's got some preconceived notions. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. This is, a, this is a tale of oppression. It is a tale of censorship. It's the bone music of Russia. I want to yes. take you back to the 1950s. Okay. Yeah. 1950s. Uh, music was going through a lot of changes in the 1950s, especially Western music. Mm -hmm. We, uh, the blues were growing. Jazz was becoming more and more so popular. Good. You know, all this, and this phenomenal thing called rock and roll had started to come about in Western music markets. Right? Well, yeah, I guess, yeah, it did. I mean, it has roots and other stuff, but the 50s is when it really started to, uh, to take hold and it was sweeping across the globe. That upbeat freaking Beatles, man. Yeah. And, but then this is even uh, like kind of pre Beatles. Pre Beatles? Yeah. The 50s, man. It's, um, so when you say Western music, it's not the Americas, really. 
Western uh, would be, say, Europe even, and stuff like that, too. Okay. Included. Absolutely. You know, uh, right. west west of. Uh, because a lot of music came from there, came to the U.S. Sure. To become and influenced. Big and, Absolutely. But then there were big influences seven. from America that were heavily influenced in what was going on in Europe as well. Man, they loved Elvis Presley. Yeah, they yeah, loved yeah, Elvis Presley and, and, and great all white. the American blues. <laughs> great white, they love great white. <laughs> yeah, that was a little <laughs> bit later. All right, so we're gonna go back to 1950s. I, I wanted to delve in regionally, specifically to communist Russia at the time. It was the uh, the Soviet Union as we knew it back then. 1950s, the Cold War was going on. Uh, communism has, was mm. firmly rooted in Russia. And Joseph Stalin, who was the unchallenged, obviously, leader of communist Russia at the time, he said, look, uh, I got a big problem. He, no Western music. He actually, I believe it was in 1956 or 57, he, they actually passed a law that they banned Western music, all of it could not come into Russia and into the USSR. Well, this is uh, the Western music. What is what? Well, so going into more if you can't of, cross your arms and start kicking your legs, <laughs> is that not? I mean, uh, you might be onto something there. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I don't get it. So they're really, I, know I haven't been able to find any kind of definition. As More far. West than Russia. So with, with, yes, with <laughs> Western music, you started to have more, uh, upbeat, uh, dancing. Mm-hmm. I guess people were generally happier <laughs> listening yeah. to this guy. They're probably of music. Using, they were having a good time. Using electricity. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and all this stuff and Stalin like, oh no, 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 comrade. This no good has got to go. Uh these punk ass Soviet kids, they start dressing like Westerners and they've got these ideas and they're talking like Westerners and they want the Coca-Cola and the rock and roll and he just it's against <laughs> Yeah. It is the the way it was perceived was it was not in the better interest of the state to allow people yeah. to uh, enjoy this influence that's coming from outside, and I can't have this, and so he banned it. Boom! You gotta can't keep bring control, man. And look, it wasn't just uh, Western. <laughs> now, one of the things was you know back then. Censorship was heavily in place, and the state had to approve what could be sold on the markets and what was allowed to be played on the airwaves or the radio right. stuff. All because it couldn't go against the ideology of the government at the time. Of the state. Right. The, yeah. So anything that might pose some kind of... uh you know, no, you know, I mean, no, hell with the government. I'm going to go my own way mm-hmm. and do my own thing. And, do, 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 and that's, that's not cool in a society like that. Well, if you have your control over something is so small and such a thin little thread that you have left control, you're worried about simple things. You're worried, you know, yep. just blow it all out. Because those ideas start to sneak their way into other elements of things, and then it gets to the point that it's out of control. Well, we know that music, man, it then spreads you got a lot. Naked of, people running around, man, exactly. You know, music <laughs> it sends ideas around the world. Uh, it trends. Um, it makes us all feel like we're connected to each other. We all go through the same things. We yeah. all have the same trials and tribulations, and we can get through it. And it bridges everybody together. Yeah. There's something magically scientific about how music, man, is is one of humanity's you know higher accomplishments. You know, it's it it's, it's a beautiful thing. Well. It's not that Stalin didn't agree with that. It's just that some is better than others in mm-hmm. his view. And it was not just uh, Western. Now, one of his things was, if it's being distributed 
in the motherland, it must be by Russian composition. Must be a, a Russian writer wrote this song, these words, put this thing together. However, there were also be for the motherland, right? Because it's you know all for the good of the tune yeah, with the tongue. I should have brushed up on my Russian before this. I'm going to try some here in a minute. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Is singing or just talking? No, just, just the, the language. <laughs> okay. the, 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 I mean, you we might get to some singing. Who knows? Well, I will get up and put my arms together and Are start you kicking. <laughs> I've done it before. All right. So, Kicking all right. So, where were we? Oh, uh, yeah. So, he banned wow. all this music. And it wasn't even just all. It wasn't all Western. There were actually Russian, uh, like, folk musicians, mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. some artists and poets and stuff that he also said, no, this is no good, because I guess they were kind of like viewed as like dissenters, mm-hmm. a little you know, questioning of the government and that kind of thing. So to boil it all down, obviously it gets to the point where the government controls all pressing of music. Of course, it was vinyl back then. It was all on yeah. records, you know. Uh, all the pressing of music, the distribution of music, whatever marketing might go behind it. That's communism right there. All state controlled. Mm-hmm. Had to go undergo rigorous uh, investigations through the censorship departments and make sure that it was all, you know, acceptable for the people to hear. They bring in Tipper Gore. <laughs> well, this is <laughs> pre-Tipper Gore, but yeah. I mean, I feel like it kind of opens up. We'll we'll, we'll get to that. Ooh. You know, we'll get yeah. to that. So, A little Tipper Gore. <laughs> all right, so back to the punk ass Soviet kids that want the rock and roll, mm-hmm. but it's banned by the government. Boom! There's a market. People want this music, and it's like, regardless of what the the big man is telling me, I want this music. So naturally, it yeah, opens man. up this bootleg black market to get Western music and the stuff that the people want to hear, get it into communist Russia. It's very dangerous. It can carry a high penalty if you're caught sneaking this stuff in. All right. But so, if you're a musician, you don't have to sneak the music in. You just go in there and play it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but you get you here's the thing though. That can be done like Boom. in a in a basement somewhere yeah. or a small house gathering, somebody's coming and playing this music. But oh, you gotta have somebody there that can record it. Yeah. And get it. This type of equipment was not readily available to the average Russian to, so, to be able to make audio recordings of things. So they were wanting, yeah, they, please bring us some music. Yeah. Bring this music in. We want to hear it. So check it out. And at the, the time, there's all records. On the black market in Russia, back in the 50s and the 60s, a genuine say, record of, we'll say, Elvis Presley, mm-hmm. would cost you a month's wage. That's how high it sold for. Yeah. And this is all black market because the government is totally against Elvis Presley. That's one of the big ones yeah. on the list. A they were against record, him here, too. That kinda. record would cost you a whole month's wage. That's your bread, your eggs, your sugar. Whatever yeah, fuel, whatever it is that you're paying for, man, that's how uh, much money is tied up into this uh, on the black market side. You better want some Elvis bad. They do want it bad. <laughs> but the average person can't afford it. want to rock. So check this out. In steps, this cat is a 19-year-old dude. And his name is Ruslan Bogoskowski. Oh, you nailed it. Bogoskowski. He's 19 years old. He is a Leningrad sound engineer. Okay, so he studied sound and stuff through state-sponsored school. He loves the music, too. And he starts looking around. He's like, he gets he gets into this thing. <laughs> it's like the bone music. 
There, there's got to be a way that we can get the... I'm going to try this. Rontgen Gizdat. Rontgen Gizdat. The bone music to the people. He's kicking around one day, and he finds this pile of discarded x-rays mm-hmm. sitting out back behind oh. one of the uh, one of the hospitals. He gets to thinking about it. He remembers, he's like, man, uh, me and my buddy, we ran across this Polish dude who actually snuck into the country and with this machine that he had modified that he could actually make audio recordings. Now, this is post-World War II vinyl, stuff like that, all these kinds of materials that they used to print music, man, they're 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 scarce. The the a lot of the materials has been used up. You don't have access to this kind of thing. He's right. looking at the X rays. Got the Polish guy. <laughs> he tries it. They take one of the X rays and the Polish dude with his machine, they transfer a record through an old altered phonogram, and it actually is able to carve and burn the grooves onto mm-hmm. the X-ray print. Nice. And then, son of a bitch, it plays on the record player. So you take the the X-ray right. film, the big piece of yep. picture film, yep. and you can put that on your record player. Put, it, put the arm down, the needle, and it will play. It would play. Yes. What? Now, but before the X-ray gets to the your record player, mm-hmm. it goes through another altered machine. Remember yeah. when we used to dub cassettes? Yeah. And you'd have the cassette here, and you'd have the blank cassette in this one, and you could mm-hmm. copy one to the other. Well, they took this old... The, the Polish guy had this altered machine that would was able to record the sound... So I guess they linked them together. So the the Polish dude, I guess, has like the original copy, like maybe the real record. Right. Uh, like we would always, you know, or the, you want the higher source, the soundboard source on the lives and stuff. He's got the good version, and they're dubbing it through. And the the blank tape in this instance is the the old discarded X ray picture. Right, right. So it carved into the X-ray. Now, it wasn't a great recording. <laughs> I imagine you know, so. But could you get it, depth for it? In a situation like this, when you just don't readily have, you want to listen to this music, but you don't have access to it, dude. I mean, it served its purpose. Yeah, that's getting great. to hear something that you've only ever heard about. <laughs> Get to hear something you've only heard about. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. It's kind of one of them parallelogram of phones or something. Right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so Well, when they first made the uh the phonogram, right? Am I saying Yeah, that? I mean it's yeah, something but, like that. I might not have it. They were first on uh ten cylinders. Oh, yeah, they, they, that, you know, way back fingers, old school. Yeah, when they first made them, so they would be able to uh, play it on those. Right. Before the record, it was a 10-cylinder, and they would record on those. Yeah. And play back with the phonogram. At the time, they would record and play back. Damn. The first one, so. That's, I guess that's where they're going with it. I mean, it could have been. I, I'm kind of getting a feeling that you know some of this was uh, – you know, the machinery that they were using was altered. So they mm-hmm. took some stuff and had to, like, tweak some stuff and mess with some stuff. I don't think they had, like... All the, vibrations. Yeah, or, the you know, like, the most uh, advanced machines of the day, <laughs> for sure. They were using old <laughs> stuff that had been... I love to hear one, though. There are recordings of them out there. Uh and you totally can, well, you, you can find them out there, dude. They're they're all over. There's a great documentary that I watched on YouTube. It's by X-Ray Audio, and uh, it's a real good documentary on this subject. And it 
it actually uh, talks to like a lot of the guys. I mean, and in the video, they look like they're in their 70s and they look like old dudes, you know, but they're in a lot of it's subtitled. <laughs> so you do got to read while you watch it. But it was very fascinating because they were like, you know, the first time that they heard this American music. And it, it is totally, it's like a 13 minute. Uh, documentary, but it is totally worth it <laughs> to watch this like 72, 75 year old dude or whatever. He's an old dude, Russian dude, and he starts going, the first time I hear, Tootie Fruity, oh Rudy, Tootie Fruity, oh Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hilarious to watch. <laughs> but they were so into it. That's because they were so oppressed. They couldn't go and just like buy these records. I don't know. Probably saved him from Tutti Fruity. <laughs> yeah. Well, but back in the day, that was that was a huge musical yeah, movement, you know? I mean, I know it's not <laughs> what we're into nowadays. But yeah, at the time. It was tremendous. So, <laughs> anyways, now this guy, he's come up with a way to bootleg these records, and he's doing it cheap. So now... He's going around from like hospitals all around and picking up shit that's getting discarded. So back then there was also a law. They had laws for everything. They could only keep the x-rays for a year because the, the actual sheet that the, yes. the sheet that comes out from the x-ray. Yep. The actual print. Because they didn't have digital at the time. Because it was so very it was really flammable. Print. The shit could like, if it catches a spark or something, it could go up really fast. Nice. So they knew they're like, okay, but you know. dangerous. And dangerous. <laughs> Right. So, so, so uh, Bogoslavsky, he starts like, hey, here we go. Cha-ching. Starts scooping up all the x-rays around in his, like, area region. He's even, like, paying off some hospital workers to, like, sneak them out and giving them to him. And <laughs> him and a buddy, dude, they start just cranking these things out. Cranking albums out. Cranking them out. Out, man, getting the music Bootlegging. to the people. Yeah. They got awesome. really into it, man. They actually, they call themselves, a, uh, oh, where, where is it? They call themselves the Golden Dog Gang. Oh, that sounds they, sweet. Yeah. They gave up with their own little thing. Next thing you know, <laughs> man, they're, company. they're <laughs> talking to kids. They're selling x-ray records in back alleys <laughs> and stuff. I mean, it, and it, it, it gets huge, man. they I guess, so did they actually cut them into albums, or they, they I was gonna, squared up? No. I, I had a segment that I was going to get I've into. I've had albums that were on like a, a piece of film almost. Right. That were square. That I, uh, you could Maybe play. you had an old bone music. Did yeah. you hold it up and see if there was any like metatarsals? Yeah. I'm telling you, man, when I was a kid, I think I got one from a, a cereal box. One time, oh, it was like a piece of film where you could put on you put on a record player and it would play some tune or something. It was probably a commercial, right? right? Yeah, probably you know? so. For but it was like a something. square. Yeah, I feel like I've seen those before too. Yeah, actually. like different colors. You know, it'd be well, like they actually went through a process. I mean, I was going to get into this. And I, I do. I did kind of put together together a little how it's made for you. Right on. on these, uh, what's made? X-ray, the, 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 the bone music records. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what they would do, I've got this right here. Check it out. So what they would do is they would take the X-rays, right? And they would cut them into seven-inch discs. All right? So they did that okay. off the get-go. This is before anything's on it. Seven-inch disc. And then they would take a cigarette. And they would burn through the dead center of it. That's how they got the hole yeah. in the middle of the disc. They burn it through with a toque. And then they would place it on the machine that had the music being fed to said machine that is placed on. And the grooves were cut in at 78 RPMs, which is roughly real time. Yeah. Okay. So remember back when we were kids? And we'd have the blank cassette in there, and we're just waiting for the song to come on the radio. I'm waiting for, like, Princess Purple Rain or something to come on. <laughs> and, oh, here's what? the start of it. And then I could hit the record button, yeah. and I would be recording the song that was being played on the radio at the same time. Yeah. Real time. Not like high-speed dubbing. Damn sure not like how we transfer our information now. Oh, yeah. 
So it was burned yeah, real time. I used to time. stay up and, and try to record as many songs as I could on my little tapes. Absolutely. Yeah. Remember radio. when uh, the local classic rock station around here used to play live concerts? Oh, it was nice. Like on Saturday nights. Saturday nights, it was dead. Yeah, midnight, they'd play Dead or Black Crows. Awesome. They'd play all kinds of stuff. It was cool. Oh, I'd be sitting there with a blank tape recording that Yeah. Bootlegging, baby. That is straight up bootlegging. Yeah. We were recording live music off Wait. of a broadcast and distributing yeah. it amongst our friends. Yes, we were. But those broadcasts awesome. were given out. They won't. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah. Well, now, I guess technically here is the difference. Because we're sharing music with our friends. We weren't selling it. So technically you're bootlegging. I mean, this guy was printing records and selling them. But his country so, and government well, of course. are telling him this is, this is contraband. So, exactly. It's, it's a little different. It is. <laughs> so let me ask you this. I could see you, like if this is like 1950s, 1960s, and you were stranded in communist Soviet Union, I could see you being in on this movement. Yeah. I'd, yeah, that would be me selling music. Bootleg music, but it's getting <laughs> yep. good music That's to right the did. people, you know? Yeah. People need to hear this music because the state won't let us listen to it. It is like the, uh, I mean, it's 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 the, the one of the driving forces behind bootlegged music is getting it around to the people. Well, you know, good if nobody can hear it. Exactly. So, Boguslawski. Man, he did this for 20 years. Boguslawski. But yeah, Boguslawski. Boguslawski. That's his last name. Okay. He did this for like 20 years. He estimates that he made over a million records. That's that, awesome. That he distributed to people. That's a lot of x-rays. I mean, that's a lot of x-rays. It's a good thing at that time that... A lot of x-rays were being made. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, then you got a year or two. I mean, you did it over 20 years. I mean, people are still getting x-rayed all the time. Yeah. So, but he, uh, and he did everything from, from classical music to Chuck Berry. He, people wanted all kinds of different music. They, they, man, they wanted the blues and the jazz as well. I know I keep focusing on rock and roll, but they wanted oh, yeah. all of that. Jazz man. was the shit back man, then. Man, they were hungry for it. It was this this musical art form. Just that, play the right note. Exactly. <laughs> it's part of jazz. Don't always play the right note or what you perceive to be the right note. Yeah, but if it wasn't for the X-ray being so popular and all these people at the time getting so much radiation in their body. Mm-hmm. These records cannot happen. Right. And the x-rays, who check this out. Like, on, naturally, it opened a black market for this thing, right? So, vodka, a Russian vodka, was mm -hmm. considered a form of currency. So, you're buying these bootleg yeah. records. You're paying for it with vodka. People are getting drunk while listening to American rock and roll, and they're falling down steps, and they're breaking arms and legs and shit. They're getting more and more x-rays. There you go. <laughs> right? Because if you buy contraband, the best thing to buy contraband with is other contraband. Right, or money that has come from some... contraband. Right. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I really couldn't. Right? Black market. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, God damn, what happened here? Ah. Uh, it spewed on me. Yeah. That's okay. I set you up. That's fine. You did. You set me you up. You didn't see the mine? I, I did at the corner of my eye. <laughs> I didn't pay enough attention to it. I should have paid more attention. All right, yeah. That's fine. It's okay. It got a little warm. That's all right. No, this this stuff will be delicious, I'm sure. <laughs> it is. Where was I? Ah, yes. Organized crime. So, naturally, a lot of demand, little supply. Uh, there's a huge market for it. Organized crime is going to get involved. Somebody wants oh, yeah. a slice they of run the everything. You know? I uh, actually heard something not terribly long ago that even in America, 
here back in the in the fifties and the sixties and all that stuff that the mob ran the music the the music industry and the movie industry here in the states. Really? Yeah, that the mob is all into it. You know, especially like I can the see 50s, the movie. So industry more than the it was uh, it would uh, like even frank Sinatra and all those guys man they had their ties into the mob. if you wanted to make a, if you wanted to make a record you you went through the mob they they owned it oh all. they'll back you yeah you gotta pay them back though fuck yeah you gotta pay them back <laughs> with your kneecaps <laughs> <laughs> well it's no different in the russia people getting involved is money to be made so that was one of the cool things well, I mean, uh, with these x-rays, they're very thin. They're very flexible, right? It, they said, and you go to, the, if you watch the documentary, there's one dude, he say, man, I could, I could put like 50 records up each sleeve. Nice. I could have like a stack of them on both sides up against my ribs oh. under your coat. And you're dealing <laughs> these bootleg records out from your coat in these back alleys and uh, private house parties and things. It's a huge market <laughs> for it, man. But this dude, you couldn't, you couldn't like sneak no records around like that. He came up with this shit, and it was cheap, and it was easy to do. I thought it was a very fascinating. Yeah, I, story. I'd love to see how one of the X-ray. They're in what museums. It would be. They, they already they, there are uh, copies of these things in museums around the world. I mean, what are they printing these on? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, just uh, you know, you can go see like actual uh, uh, examples, evidence of, of the, these things. The uh, albums uh, of the, okay. the X-ray, the X-ray, X-ray records. Albums. They're around. The, uh, there are. You can go online. You can find. Uh, copies of them online. They play several of them in this documentary, and you can hear the sound quality. And it Not leaves a lot good. to be desired. <laughs> it does, but it if does. it's something you never heard before, exactly. you never know. You don't know. I mean, wow, yep. that that's cool. So, know? like one of the dudes in the documentary, he was like, uh, he like he had this friend in his town, and he like, hey. You know, come with me. Come on, I want you to see something. And he takes him to his house. <laughs> oh, okay, puts been there before. <laughs> and he puts it on, and it was Little Richard. And maybe that was the same, like, Tootie Fruity. Oh, Rudy, maybe it's the same dude. Like, Damn it, man. Many years. You brought me all the way over here for this shit. <laughs> they loved it, dude. It was communist Russia. Well, they 1950s. did. Yeah, not everybody likes like, the same thing. Uh, well, no, they don't. How much but, effort? Well, like, so look, check it out. <laughs> Think, think, let's think about it this way. Sometimes, you know, the more somebody tells you not to do something, the more you want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? All right. Think about. This is why I try to get my twerking action on when I'm by myself. You're not a very good twerker, Danny. Well, I do it by myself. I never showed anybody. I can only imagine. But the only reason I do it is because they say. Don't do it. You shouldn't do it. You're not the type of person that should do it. Right. Okay. Well, then see. Look, I'm That fuels to... your inspiration to be an Olympic twerker. But one day, I'm going to have it perfect. You're going to make a lot I'm of gonna money. I'm going to do it on the world stage. Nice. <laughs> Get down there at one of them Brazilian competitions or something. Oh, yeah. Brazil. Mm. Well, but think about it. No, you can't have this. Oh, I'm thinking about well, it. Now you want it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I've, done sp- I've lit a fire. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Oh, Mr. Twerker himself. <laughs> Twerk it, baby. Get it. Get it. Get it. It reminds me. I was thinking when we were going through this whole thing. The stone tape theory. The stone tape theory. Yeah, the stone tape theory. So, let's say if there's something really big happening, there's a lot of motion, there's there's trauma and everything going on, there's sounds. These sounds, once 
wants the trauma and emotions, it makes these sounds physical. Okay, like these you sounds, feel the yeah these the sound. these vibrations get into the surrounding area, the the rocks, the trees, right? Yeah. Then later, these are released, or even houses, <laughs> say a home, a haunt. They say is haunted. These sounds and all that are just from the trauma that was turned into these physical to these vibrations, vibrations that these waves into the. Into the, the yeah, into the house itself, the the wooden structures and stuff. Then later, certain environmental things will let them release back out. Right. Yeah. So like like the the uh, the natural materials absorb the vibrations, the sound, the yes. energy, if you will, that's coming from something mm-hmm. that's almost kind of stored in, and then. Released back out. Can be echoed back out. You know, that's really not very far from the phenomenon of the singing sands type of thing where, you know, friction and science are creating these sound waves. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, seriously, it, you know. Yeah. Isn't it weird? Isn't it? Well, first of all, but before I go to weird, isn't it cool how audible waves are so important to us as people through happiness, through uh, alerting to a problem, mm-hmm. to uh, just just transferring information when you can tell by somebody's tone of voice that this is very serious and take this down, then even getting into music. How it's universal that people love music, and they'll they're willing to do almost just about anything to get it, to hear it, to recognize it, to find it in areas where nobody would be looking for it. Resonations in nature, singing sands. Nobody's looking for that, and, but we find it. <laughs> no, man. we're looking for it now. It's like a cosmic gift i believe is is music and tone and it definitely is melodies everything has a rhythm absolutely brown note definitely no man that needs to be like globally outlawed no brown note that could be bad or or it could be uh globally humorous yeah, I mean, good. if we just all crapped our pants at the same time, that'd be much better than subjecting it upon your opponent. <laughs> the humiliation. It'd be like crappy pants. We know that there is science to music. We yes. know why that you know that there's definitely time mathematics. And anytime together. you have mathematics, you have science. But so, but with music, it's it's auditory. So yeah, there's also and you you break it down. They look at the sound waves and analyze these things. There's reasons why these certain notes go together to make this chord, and then this chord, and why these notes are in this scale. And it there is a <laughs> science behind it. And I'm yeah not trying to lose anybody on it, but it's just it is there. Uh, but it's something that our brains, our humanity our love just naturally deciphers and people all around the world have a love of music and they're willing to do what they need to do to listen to it we've been making music since we've been oh yeah for forever absolutely banging on logs Tapping sticks together, absolutely, in rhythm and chant and vocalizations. I'll tell you one thing. If if I was ruler of the world, right? Right. Uh-oh. The music is all good. Okay. But the goddamn squeeze box got to go. Oh, come on. <laughs> not the accordion. God, that's some annoying shit. Oh, when it's used right, man, the accordion is beautiful. 
You know, absolutely, man. Dude. When and, the hell and can that be Latin used music right? And a lot of European folk music, and and the, the the accordion is beautiful when used properly. Well, if you could just take that away from them and give them a different, <laughs> it wouldn't be the same. I do. Different musical instrument. Well, then I, I would have to disagree with your ruling on that one, Mister Ruler of the World. <laughs> <laughs> I think Hammer's making a bad decision banning that there accordion. No, I can't, man. It's been ruined so properly, many songs for it's me. It's a beautiful <laughs> instrument. Yeah. Oh no, come in. Bruce Hornsby. Think about the (laughs) the romantic Italian music in Italy. (laughs) No, that's just something to do with hand and do weird sounds and shit. They just draw it and stretch it out a little bit more. (laughs) where in Latin music is more. They use it's a, terrible, man. They it use is a it terrible in sound. bluegrass, too, man. We can't, take, we can't, a, we can't erase it. Yeah, it's a screeching sound. Oh, it's rough. Well, hey, <laughs> look. Man, at least we didn't, you know, have to grow up scavenging that hard for good music to listen to. This is true. That's true. I mean, we could record it off the radio and dub each other's tapes and stuff like that. Although, look, hey, we did have to deal with some uh, some music censorship, right? Remember the, uh, the all the parents were all scared to death about the the satanic heavy metal music of the eighties. Yeah, I can't Remember wait that? till we do an episode on that. It's gonna be fun. I mean, we could do a whole episode on that, but well, we will. I was lucky. I did not have to endure that, but wow. I had a friend who did. Oh, oh! Because your parents let you. My parents were cool. Yeah. They were yeah. like, "Whatever, you know, you buy your own yeah, shit yeah, and yeah. listen to this pod. We're not going to burn your shit in the driveway." It's funny. My parents were like, "It ain't really Metallica, Slayer, okay." Oh, Grateful Dead. That sounds really bad. But <laughs> I know, right? And that's like, that's like what Slayer, Grateful Dead. Y'all listen and compare the two. You know, they're both yeah, fantastic. Yeah, wake up. Both fantastic. Parents should be stuff. much more afraid of Slayer. My parents were cool with it. They didn't care. They were cool. Because, well, because they grew up, uh, I mean, they loved Elvis and the Beatles and stuff. Oh, I wanted to get to that. But they loved all that stuff, which was against their parents' you know, <laughs> form of music. My parents were all like, oh, the Beatles. Yeah. They oh, loved God. it. Nightmare. All right, so check it out. So back, <laughs> back, back, comrade, we, we go back to, 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 to the motherland. And like some of the okay. most forbidden. Oh, buddy. Most forbidden, <laughs> uh, of course, was the king, Elvis. No, 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 no. And this went on uh, from the mid 50s to the 60s. Did you just restart this over? I did. I wanted because I wanted to bring this up. (laughs) And uh, into the 70s, which brings up some of the bands that we brought up a little bit earlier that were actually included on this uh, no no list. So Elvis, of course, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones were a big no no. Beach Boys, Ella Fitzgerald. (laughs) Some of those I'm okay with. Uh, but uh, communist Russia, Stalin was not. Because <laughs> it was like inspiring punk-ass Russian kids to misbehave. Yeah, wait and till they got Cindy Lauper. You couldn't have rock right, see, yeah. That's getting into the 80s. You couldn't stop it in the Everybody's 80s. Everybody's wearing freaking leopard print. Also up in there was <laughs> Chubby Checker and Chuck Berry. Oh, yeah, man. These were all like no-nos. You can't have this. And now, look, I ran across this. I got to read this awesome quote, okay? And this is – it's 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 awesome. This quote is uh, from the website Earthly Mission, where I did some research on that. I ran across a good article on it. And I quote – Music and x-rays, pleasure and pain. The dichotomy just makes the term bone music even more apt. It's a testament to the underground courage to subvert authority, rebellion, and the love of music. Right arm. 
right arm. <laughs> it's a fucking fantastic quote, if I do say so myself. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. So, why is it? I got a question. All right, All so right. communist Russia, and it's done around the world and other places as well. Whatever. Why is it? I think we already know the answer to this. Why do they go after music first? It's like the first thing they go after. Oh, it must be the music. Oh, it's driving these kids crazy. Oh, my God. Well, because you can send so much information through it. But is it also some more of attitude? Well, that's the information. culture is different, and it's so different than what me as the parent now my child with this music well, and it sends creates concern across a point of view that might be detrimental to the establishment or go against uh, typically held beliefs. Yep, maybe even it's not necessarily really just you know like I mean this instance what I've been talking about with bone music was kind of centered around the uh, the the Soviet suppression, but music gets uh, censored. And shit on all around the world. I mean, we've experienced it. Oh, we were talking about the, and you talk about Tip of Gore and the PMRC. Remember that? Man, I really wish uh, they would just ban Queen from the radio. I love Queen. (laughs) I am not for that decision. I I disagree. Man. And then I turned it all this down. I see a little silhouette of a man sometimes. Ay, ay, ay. But Jump it's off. not your thing. But it's not what my if, thing. All right. So what if somebody came up and said, "Oh, we should ban Clutch." Oh, you'd be burning shit down. No, I wouldn't burn nothing down. No, you wouldn't burn it, but you'd be pissed like, off. No, that's okay. I print that shit on the damn X-ray, and you're gonna listen to it anyways. Yep. See, that brings me to a good point. The age. Mm. I will make it myself. The the internet, (laughs) the global distribution of music, is it going to get to the point where censorship of it doesn't even really matter anymore? No, it can't now that we're on the internet. It's so... shit's everywhere. Unless you're in a country. There's a thousand million different places you can download music now. You can still get it. You can get everything. You can still find a way to get it. Yeah. And so... Maybe is that record. the uh, hey man the 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 bootleggers and the smugglers have just gotten better as well. Things have changed, but they've gotten the technology's gotten smaller. It's gotten faster, you know. Yeah, I mean, back in the, gone are the days with the big giant microphone rigs to record a a live concert. No, they still do it. They still do, but yeah, you no, don't I have to do it that way anymore. Depends on, yeah. Well, no, it didn't. Yeah, you got to get a recording. You gotta have. Some people share the, stands, so. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, if you so. get into the big trees yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's more, see, that's the a bands community. That allow that. That's a community thing where the tapers are getting together in the, in the sections and recording shows. And they're typically over there by the soundboard because that's where it sounds the best anyways. Yeah. Center. Center Huge, stage. Uh, in, the, in the Grateful Dead community. That's the, why the, they got so big. I mean, dude, they were like the first. It's the reason like, why. Dude, come record our shows and share it. Yep. Really cool. And that started an entire whole nother phenomenon of recording live music and distributing it to like-minded people that love this band and been on a lot and and seeing people's uh tapes out there looking through the tapes trading them yeah it was great it was great man (laughs) picked up a lot of great music (laughs) trading around i got this you got that i'll make you a copy it's a beautiful thing it got people to the concert. They made more money off the concert than they did from record sales. Well, back then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's still, yeah. And nowadays, they don't still make shit off of record sales now. Yeah, it's still the same. They make more off a concert than record sales. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Always been that way. Yep. So. But then when people start selling what they've recorded, that's where it like yeah, turned into problem. like lawsuits and stuff, you know, on, on the American side of things. It's, you know, there was this old dude, man, down in Hatteras Island. I could buy a, a Maxell 120 tape off him for two bucks a piece. Yeah. And when I got the tape, it just might happen to already have some music on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I bought just, quite a few of those. May it happened to be this one specific show that I pointed at on a list. I, I don't, I don't know. It happens. Yeah, those were good times too, though. Back in the old, the big was fun. days. It was fun. Get something in the mail. They didn't <laughs> take my money. They actually sent it to me. <laughs> Bootleg music. It's a human rite of passage. It is. It is. And no government should be But it's, it's gone now, really. Music. Everything's it gone. Is. The, r- the right good music's it. gone. <laughs> Reason for it's gone. Well, but uh, hold up, hold up. I, I mean, I would not say the music is gone, man. I mean, you can go on the internet. You can find all this music from the 40s and the 50s and no, the 60s. No, no, no. It's not, not what I'm saying. People still have access to it. They, yeah. It's actually it's easier for them to get it now. Yeah. Which it's is great. There. Man, you get you some of that good 70s Almond Brothers. Good stuff. Got it. Yeah. Well, maybe some people over halfway around the globe, they're getting it too. Yeah. All right, man. We're going to end this one on down. All right. Yeah, I guess it's about time. It was about that time. Well, I thought this was fun. You had a good time. Yeah. A little espionage. We recorded style. it on a damn... X-ray machine. We did. We'll see what the sound quality <laughs> comes out like. Oh, it's gonna be bad. Yeah, it'll be fine. Hellcat. Hellcat did it. All right, y'all. Y'all look us up. Instagram, Facebook, Google. We told you show. You I feel can like email. They always us. say it, but they don't do it. I know, but hey, you never know. One day, hey, email <laughs> us. They do, but we told you show Whoa. at gmail.com. You can find us there. Give us our yeah. likes and follows. Get the good stuff. Yes. And give us a review if you can. Sure. I guess hey. the Apple is what they, you know. Goddamn, Stan sounds a little raspy today. That's fine. Yeah, as usual, he's too. always saying. All good. Know. Life <laughs> in the dust bowl. <laughs> All right, then, peoples. Yep. Thanks. Y'all be safe. All right, then. Love you. Peace him out. The hell is that? It's a sound wave. I think it's a creature. Some kind of sound wave. <laughs> a creature. I mean, it could be. There's lots of creatures around.